You're listening to the Comic Crusaders Podcast. I am your host, Al Mega, CEO of Comic Crusaders and Undercover Capes. In this show, I'm sitting down with creators from all walks of life to talk about inspiration, process, the lessons they've learned, and a whole lot more. Wepa! What up, everybody? It's your boy, Al Mega, host of the Comic Crusaders Podcast, CEO of Comic Crusaders and Undercover Capes. Welcome, welcome. One and all to a brand new episode where we're going to be talking to an amazing independent creator. This person is the creator and founder of Monarch Comics. And he's also a fellow multiverse partner. You know, we've spoken about multiverse and everything that Dion Wilson is bringing into the game. We have multiverse, hero legend, all that good stuff. Well, this is one of the people that's actually involved in that. But he's, he has his own amazing independent label. Please, let me introduce the one and only... Grant Lanker, what up, hey, everybody? How's it going? All right, boy, and a happy Halloween to you. I'll see you with that pumpkin shirt, kiddo. Shirt, yep. Are you looking forward to that new Halloween movie coming out this week? You know what? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> what? Do you, what do you think? Do you think it looks good? I mean, listen, but if it could be finally be a closing chapter to this story, great. If this is just another piece of the puzzle that will probably go on for 50 episodes, then you know what? Uh, nah, I'm, I'm good with it. Like, you know what? Let, let's finalize the story. It's time for Mike to die permanently. You think it's ever going to be over? As no, long it as won't. As but listen, bro, we're even getting a new scream this week. Think about that. I know. My stepdaughter's watching it. My oh, my God. We were kids when we watched that shit. Now you're telling me your stepdaughter is watching that. My stepdaughter as we were kids. was asking me what Scream is. And I was <laughs> like, uh, it was a movie from when I was a kid. And now I guess it's a TV show. Or is it a movie? I, I don't no, know. No, from what I understand, this is actually a movie. It will bring back at least three of the original protagonists of the film, which is Neff Campbell um, and, and also, you know, the, the, the deputy... And the reporter from Friends, I forget her name. I'm oh, sorry. Cox. Yeah, Corny Cox and the homies coming back too. The the, the, tech, the, the cop, remember? Right. Uh, Dewey, right? Yeah, I know Dewey? Who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, th- those three are back actually for this. So, is it a reboot? Not really. Is it a, a sequel? Ah, it's kind of hard to kind of call it that, even though you have the originals based on the fact that they're kind of almost redoing the story. Eh, who knows, bro? But you know, I'm I'm here. I'm chill, I'm chilling with a fellow horror fan, obviously a fellow comic fan, Grant. Right. Man, I'm happy to have you on, and you're a, a fellow multiverse partner. You know, right. the, the whole community that it's about putting comics on the blockchain and and having creators get empowered. And, you know, and and thank you for being a part of that. You know, uh, yes, for real, you. because it's something I've believed in since day one. And to know that you are participating in that makes me feel very happy. <laughs> it's work. It's been working out all right so far. Um, it's, and it's only going to work out for the best, my brother, because technology is the future, and the way that they're doing the things to help independent creators such as yourself, I really feel that this is a really great avenue. Yeah, like I, uh, like we were talking about before, I think it's going to get bigger and better. So. Uh, listen, it's Dion Wilson, Dion, Mister Absolutely Williams. So you know, I, I, I know that oh, Wilson. That's oh, that's all we're gonna expect. That it's gonna absolutely be a whole lot greater. But this isn't about multiverse. You know what this is about? This is about Monarch Publishing and my homie right here, Grant. So just a little bit about yourself, Grant. 
uh, where you from, bro? And, and give me an origin into the into how you even got into comics to begin with. So I'm from a small town in Western PA. Uh, back when I was growing up, you could actually buy comic books like in pharmacies, grocery stores, stuff like good that. Good old days, kiddo. Oh, my the God, man. Days, exactly. you, you're talking to a man that lived that life. <laughs> right. So, yeah. So when I was a kid, uh, that's how I got hooked on comic books. What attracted you, though? What was the first book that you laid eyes on? You were like, oh, my God, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. You know, one of the first comic books that I read was a Chris Claremont X-Men issue. Mr. Claremont, of course. Another one, of, I think it was drawn by Mark Silvestri. Um, oh, my God. It had Mr. Sinister in it. Oof. And it was... Oof. And that was... And, uh, yeah, that was... Pretty much it for me. I remember you were like, the, "What in the hell is this?" Right? I love it. <laughs> it I, the next time I go back to my parents' house, I need to find it in my house because I guarantee you, it's just hanging on by the staples. Because like I read that thing so many times. Oh my god, you're a person after my heart. Because if you look at my, I still have my first comic book. I kept it, right. and let me tell you that this classifies as poor condition on any grading scale <laughs> you know what i mean right. that's how much i read it as a kid and then understood like oh my god there's more things like this get out of here and and, yeah. and you know that one comic book started off such a love affair that 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 one comic book is a staple of my collection yeah so so was there a a nearby comic book store for you when you were a kid, or did you have to like? Uh for me, no. Uh, okay. We had newsstands, you know. So when my mom would go to our shopping district in Brooklyn, known as Graham Avenue, there was a couple of newsstands. One of two of them, as a matter of fact, on Moore Street. So I would go to both. Which one of two had the stuff that I actually looked cool to me? And then, mommy, I want that one. And then she's like, okay, here, shut the F up. Anything that'll keep you quiet, kiddo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So here I am, like, I, you know, I've mentioned this before, but as a little kid, you know, I'm eight, seven years old, and I'm picking out Savage Soda Conan. That's not for me. <laughs> you know what I mean? But mommy is allowing me to read this. That's why I have that, that, that love for that type of story. All How right. about you, man, in PA? How was it for you? So there was a comic book store in my town. Nice. Yo, I didn't get a shop till I was in high school, to be honest, oh, really? that I could go to. That was circa uh, 1992. I remember driving by, or my parents would drive by it, and I remember asking my mom, like, the sign had a picture of Spider-Man on it, and the, and the, the store was called Patty's Paperbacks and Comics. Nice. And it's no longer there because it was, oh. it was definitely one of those. It was one of those stores where like the people were just kind of uh, uh, opportunist and trying to get in on the the comic. Uh, I got you. I mean, you know what? Though, unfortunately, that exists till today because I lived in New York for a long time. Obviously, if you can hear right. my accent, <laughs> and there was a shop that opened up in Queens, for example, right. So yeah. one of my homies happened to be visiting from Massachusetts, and and he's like, yo, Al, I'm going to be about there in two hours. I said, you know, that's funny, homie. I just found a bookstore here in Queens, a bookstore. Uh, Bro, 
I pulled out like the first appearance of Knicks, uh, the first Beta Ray Bill, a whole bunch. You know how much I paid for that shit? Ten bucks. Really? Yeah, I mean, for as a whole, a sale, I probably picked up twenty books that were selling it for fifty cents. And so when my boy gets there, I said, "I'm yeah, shop around." <laughs> I already yeah. got all the good stuff, you know what I mean? And right, then he exactly. he still found some gems that he knows of that that I, you know again. You know, we, we may all be comic nerds, but not everybody knows what the gems are. You know what I mean? Right. It's like, you know, th- those are distinct to our taste, to be honest. Why do you think they were selling it so cheap? You just don't think... He didn't it. know. He bought a collection. That's what I was going to say. So he bought a collection, puts them up. I say nothing. I am paying way on the value. I, I invite my friend to take advantage. And, and then... He's looking through my stuff, offering me 10 times as much as I already paid for. <laughs> right. I love it. So, you know, I understand those shops. And it's not that we're purposely taking advantage of them, but it's not my fault if they don't do the research ahead of time, knowing that comics are hot. It's that's that's not, not my fault. At least, I mean, that's my logic behind it. I don't know how you feel about that. But again, like, if you're going to sell something, do the homework behind it first. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one thing if you're going into, like, like a garage sale by like you like by like a oh. nice little old grandma bro i i have found first apps of a deadpool at a garage sale and i paid a dollar so in my lifetime i've run across four first apps of a deadpool that i each bought for a dollar and obviously was able to move a lot more yeah see i so i have the first appearance of deadpool uh it's sitting down in my living room now i don't know how much it's worth because it's definitely not in good condition. Like we were saying, I read my comic books. Yeah, me too. I'm a reader, bro. I mean, there's very few times where I would want to get something just just to sell. I have to read it first. You're going to get my fingerprints on this shit. (laughs) So, I mean, who knows? Uh, I mean, maybe it's worth something. Maybe it's not. It's it's a first Deadpool. Regardless of the condition, it has a value to someone. Right. You know, and that's great. So how did you get into all of this, though? Uh, yeah, basically, I started out look, uh, looking at comic books at, like, the pharmacy and the grocery store. You know, my mom loved it because, you know, I would leave her alone while she was trying to do grocery <laughs> Our mothers must be friends then. <laughs> so, and I, and then I started thinking, you know, Hey, you know that store that has Spider-Man on the door? What is that? And then I realized, oh my god, that's a comic book store. Only like, comics, right? <laughs> oh my the god! First time you, the first time you heard about a comic book store, didn't it sound like Shangri-La? Oh, uh, for me, yes, because I found that through. Okay, so my aunt, you know, mother's side, you know, my titi, she married uh, this homie from PR. He had a nephew out here in New York that was a comic book collector, right? And so mm-hmm. this is the first person I ever met outside of myself that loved the genre. And this dude was right. way older than me, right? right? Yeah. So he says, like, yo, if you have two or three bucks, go to Grand Book Center. You could get, like, cool things and you could start learning. So I'm like, really? So, bro, I was going to this place, Grand Book Center, after a while. It was just a bookstore. But they had comic books like four to a pack for a dollar so I would help my aunt on weekends because my mother would always wonder why would you want to stay with your aunt's house because my aunt would pay me to do chores 
unlike my mom. Uh, <laughs> I get so, it. So Titi would pay me. I would use that money. Then like Titi, can you take me to to Grand Book Center? And then when she's there, I'm buying in like packets of stuff. And what was funny was I was because of my parents taking me to a horror movie. You know the uh, Hell Night with Linda Blair. That was my first horror movie ever. I was attracted to horror at first. Right. So you know, and then of course it's Savage Sword. So it's fantasy and horror. And here I am picking up as 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 an eight year old kid, nine, t- you know, ten. Nothing but horror, Conan, and Sergeant Fury <laughs> for a dollar a pop for four. So which is a quarter of a book. Yeah, that's how much comic books were when I was growing up. You want to hear something crazy about the comic book shop that I went to? Uh, do you do you ever watch the YouTube channel Cartoonist Kayfabe? Yes. Uh, I listen. I had Ed Pisker on the on an interview not too long ago. I mean, that homie, bro. He did the hip hop family tree. I'm a hip hop right. fan from New York. That was gorgeous. And now he's doing Red Room. I mean, an anthology horror series in black and white. Thank you, Mister Pisker. <laughs> yeah, so the the other guy, not Ed Piscor, but the other his, guy, Tim his boy, Rock, yeah. He and I went to the same comic book store growing up. No way! So y'all knew each other. Yo, I, no, I never, I never. No, he could have been standing right next to me in line to buy comics, and I never even knew that he was going to be. So you never converse, no nothing, and yet he went to your very same shop. No, the only reason why I knew was because he mentioned the comic book shop one time. When they were going through the old Wizard magazines, yes, it was like a list of. I got my books. issue one, Grant. If you believe it, I still got my issue one of Wizard magazine. Oh, really? Yeah, I, my Wizard magazine's got to be somewhere. I had a subscription for a while, bro. I mean, wasn't that the greatest thing us growing up? For you kids that don't know, this is pre-internet. This is how you would right. get your fucking comic book news. I mean, Wizard was the shit. Let's get. Let's be honest. We thought Wizard was the greatest thing ever. Ever! And, and it's crazy. Kids nowadays... Like, the, the idea that you could see, like, a photograph of a comic book creator and actually right? get to see what they look like... And know who the so hell they cool. are when you go to a convention. It's like pre-gaming. Oh, I finally... <laughs> Whoever would have guessed that nowadays... There's going to be hundreds and hundreds of hours of Todd McFarlane talking at length. And like, there's, uh, yeah. Oh my, Grant, I had Todd not too long ago on, on our podcast talking about the greatness of the scorched Gunslinger spawn. You know, people oh asking questions about the toys. Like, I, I guess you, yo, Todd is our Stan Lee, I think, you know, in my opinion. I gotta check. I gotta check that out. I'm gonna have to go watch your back. Yeah, Yo, what up, Alan? He's saying hello, Alan Dunford, giving you a hey, shout Alan, out right there. Done. What's popping, kiddo? So let, let Alan know. Like, let's start getting into what Monarch is. All right, what is okay. Monarch Publishing? And start letting us know what are some of the titles within that wonderful press you're doing. So Monarch was a when I was a kid, and I used to make my own comic books. Let me see if I have any here. Uh, he made his own. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So, so this is a comic book that I made when I was a kid. This is the character was named Bruce. Oh, and you still have it? Wow, and nice. If look, and if you look up in the corner, it says Monarch Comics presents Bruce. Nice. So this was 
So when I was making my own comic book company, I said, you know what? I'm going to call it Monarch Comics. Just to so how old were you when you when you even thought about that? This probably would have been sixth or seventh grade. So what the fuck? So you're like 12, 13 years old thinking about shit like this already? Yeah, is that crazy or what? It is. It is. You know what, though? Uh, Coming from a person that has an entrepreneurial spirit, I was like, I'm impressed. So what (laughs) what led to that? What led to it? Just I think it was probably seeing the fact that the image guys could do it and pull it off. Um. I don't know about I don't know how old were you when uh, the whole image thing happened. When the whole image thing happened, again, I was graduating high school, so that's ninety three, okay. right? I'm already eighteen, and it's funny you ask that. I actually went to the first Big Apple Comic Con when they separated from Marvel, oh, so I, I I got to meet Sylvester, Liefeld, and McFarlane, and at that time, if you remember, the Marvel cards were a big thing. Right, yeah. so I had the cable image, the hologram card, and right. so I, you know, the first opportunity I get is to speak to Liefeld on these long ass lines. So I oh, said, wow. "Can you sign this?" He's like, "I didn't draw this. This was by Jim. Jim is there too." I'm like, right. but, "I said, but Rob, your cable's daddy." He looks at me. He goes, "You know what, Al? You make sense." <laughs> <laughs> and he signed my my hologram card, which I still have to this day. See, that's funny because now I've seen people, he's gotten in trouble, like people on on uh, Instagram and stuff for signing comic books that he didn't write or draw. No, oh, well, re- what, what do you mean? He's bitching about it? Like he signed it. He said, all right, I'll, I get you. And he signed it because it's his character. And right. now I need a, you know what? Are you trying to tell me I need Jim Lee to sign it so that way he don't feel the type of way? I mean... You, it's your card. You do whatever you want. You know what? I'm going to get it signed by Jim so that way Lifeo or, or the community, you know, like, listen, you know, I, I know sometimes I shit on Lifeo. And I, I do it jokingly, though, to be honest. I, I hey, he's mean, an awesome creator. I mean, there's he, things I like. He's a comic book guy. He's a comic book guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you're a comic book guy, you got to love comic book guys. And he loves the culture. Um, he he does the best that he can. He still always remember my brigade. I keep getting these emails about send me your address. I'm like motherfucker. I said this shit like four times already. Where's my book? But (laughs) really, bro, I've been waiting ten years for a Kickstarter. Yeah, that that I mean that's my biggest problem with Rob Liefeld. That whole thing. Like I've been waiting ten years for real, Grant. Grant, please tell me you're not one of those creators. You do a Kickstarter. How long should I wait for your book? No, okay, so I'll tell you right now. All of my comic books <laughs> are finished. You hear this? Now, I'm not saying that I'm not going to go back and change a million things. Because you know how that goes. But- edits are edits and things happen where you're like, you know what? Let me reflect and this doesn't feel kosher or doesn't fit the narrative. And you're going right. to change it, which is a good thing. You know what, though? If anybody has a book that with those unchanged pages, now you have a collectible book. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. And I'm not, and I'm not going to lie to you. This comic book was pretty close. And it wasn't my fault because this was... <laughs> he goes, <laughs> I right. love it. What do you mean pretty close? Talk to me here, bro. Give me the gossip, bro. Give me the so, book. So there was one artist who was about... So this, like I said, this is an anthology comic book. There was one artist, he'll remain nameless. He was about... 
three weeks late with his pages, which of course means I have less time to do stuff like lettering, editing. So yeah, so this one was really close. I almost didn't have time. It almost wasn't finished on the day that I launched the Kickstarter. No way. I literally really? finished it the night before. No. How, how did that pressure feel? You know, listen, this, this is the journey of an independent creator. So this is why, this is why I love my podcast. Cause I want to ask these questions. So how did you feel like you have a day left? Oh my God, I got to get this done. How, I mean, what was that pressure like? I mean, there was part of me that was thinking like, you know, I could just put it on Kickstarter without finishing it. But then I can't say in the Kickstarter that it's all finished. You know what I mean? So you want to be a truest to what you're doing. Right. So I don't know about you, but when I look at Kickstarters, I like to see I like to see everything is done. Yeah, before, me too. Especially since I mean well, especially uh, I learned my lesson after I've, I've learned my lesson after that mother effort. You know what I mean? So now I want things to be, you know, you I want the creator to solidify for me. Right. I hey, mean, it's done. This is just paying for printing. And I feel yeah, I mean, better because that means I'll get it maybe in three months. No problem. A lot of people talk bad about Rob Liefeld. Um, I mean, honestly, he made some bad decisions. But he let's did. Be honest. Let's be honest. He was, what, 26 when Image started? 26, maybe 27. And I even mean, not, even younger than that, when he even started with, with, with Marvel, you know? He was a really young kid on the block that was getting already a very immediate celebrity status unlike exactly. most other creators i mean not for nothing but i think you could agree that during that time in the 90s those specific image creators they were rock stars yo i mean on right. a level unbeknownst even today like there would never be something similar i think done yes, i mean this is life of Sylvester lee mcfarlane like uh, yo, uh, what was the, uh, what's the other homie? Oh my God, I'm sorry. From Shadow, from Shadow, uh, Hawk. um, Jim Valentino. Valentino, yes, you got Larson on this mother. I mean, you had the cream of the crop saying Marvel, MFS, Middle Finger Salute. We're doing our own thing. I was gonna say, like, it's it's so funny because like so many of the jobs that I've had, the employees always say that they always say. Oh, we should just leave and start our own company. Nah, it's not that easy though. Do. And then they it's, never do. It's not that easy. But before right. let's get into your book. All right. This, this is what is really is my primary concern. We're having fun talking shit about all these old school creators and the nonsense that 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 they uh did. But however, you are not about nonsense. You're about doing awesomeness, right? Thanks, so yeah. you have this amazing project on Kickstarter right now, Morbid. So let's get into that a little bit. And before we do so, allow me to please show the trailer and let people know how awesome this boy, this bad boy is right here. Greetings, ghouls and boils. I'm the Ghoul Master, a loving homage to horror anthology narrators of yesteryear. Wait, I'm an homage? Why didn't anybody tell me? You'll hear from my agent about this. 
But first, let's get to the heart of the matter. I'm here to tell you about the new horror anthology, Memoirs of the Morbid, on Kickstarter in time for Halloween. Memoirs of the Morbid is a black and white homage to classic horror comics from the 40s and 50s, containing five self-contained stories by some of the best indie comic creators out there. There's that word again. I'd better not find out homage is an insult. Anyways, Memoirs of the Morbid is completely done and ready to go to the printer. The comic will be on Kickstarter until Halloween, so don't make a grave mistake by missing it. Sick, bro. Yeah, I think the trailer turned out really good. Um, It's gorgeous, bro, and, and fucking Memoirs of the Dead. I mean, bro, I, I, I think right now the big homie, George Romero, would be proud of you. <laughs> With that title alone, that's, that sounds crazy. So talk about the book, man, and the project and how you even created the team. Yeah, so as you can guess from the name and the visuals, it's kind of an homage to old EC comics from the 40s and 50s. Uh, I mean, I know you know who that is, but like if anybody's watching doesn't know what I'm talking about when I say EC comics. Oh my God. Uh, if you ever watched like HBO, uh, the, the tales from the crypt show Tales from the crypt, man, seven seasons long. If you motherfuckers haven't watched this shit, you don't know what you're missing. <laughs> yeah. That was one of the, that was another fun thing from when I was a kid. Like one of the first times you ever got to see gore and, and stuff like that. Yeah. And they did well, man. I mean, that, that is a great show. You know, based on amazing EC comics, the only thing I really wish is that they would actually show the issue number of the stories they were telling. They never did that. That would have been cool. Wouldn't it? I mean, they always showed a a comic or comic art, rather. But it's like, yo, what issue is this story from? I want to know because, you know, you know how crazy that would make the speculation market? (laughs) Right. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so it this is kind of based on those comic books, but Love it's not it. necessarily slavish. But why uh, that? What's that? Why that though? Why that type of narrative? Why that type of scheme? Because it's really, really fun. Uh, hey, look at it. I love it. I lo- that's the answer I want to hear, bro. That's great. Yeah. That, that's a real um, publisher. Yeah, I mean, nobody right now is doing these kind of comic books. Um, it's like I said, it's an anthology, and all all five stories are self-contained. So I, hear, I hear from people all the time; they're sick and tired of Marvel and DC yes. because it the continuity. They're sick and tired of having to buy a hundred comic books just to understand one story. With this, you don't have to worry about that. Again, that's just what the new school is doing, in my opinion, Grant, because, you know, growing up, that was never really the narrative. It was, you know, one and done stories or a storyline within the title itself. Not that you had to pick up so many, you know, books. I mean, like, you know, hey, listen, we love comics, folks, but we also have jobs and families and the people that are buying these books can't can't do a a complete run like that i mean it's impossible and it's not even fair you know to 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 you or us as fans to for you guys to push it like this so 
I exactly. appreciate that you're just finding to do some awesome stuff without having a, the need to 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 go the, towards that big two narrative, if you will. <laughs> and, and that's that's what I love. I love being able to sit down, finish an entire story in one setting. Me too. Like I said, this is there's five different stories. There's also five different covers to correspond with each story. These are all self-contained. You're not going to get that to-be-continued thing at the end of any of these stories. Uh, the cover artists, like I said, there's five different covers. All of the cover artists are people who have worked for Dark Horse or DC. Dan, how did you find them, brother? You want to know what happened? It, they were literally people I followed on Twitter. And I thought to myself, you know what? I'm going to ask this guy if he would be willing to do a cover for me. So you just went ahead and asked. Okay, folks, for all you MFers that talk shit about Twitter, my man is spreading some lies. You see, that's where the comic book community is really at. Anyway, go ahead. (laughs) Well, my point is, you know what? If you don't ask, you don't get. Right. And I mean, and honestly... A lot. I mean, I asked a lot of people, and to be honest with you, a lot of them did say no. Uh, a lot of people said they were busy. A lot of people gave me a price tag, and honestly, the price tag was high enough that they might as well have just said no. But, you know, if you ask enough people, eventually you're going to find four or five people who are willing I to. Need, Grant, I need to use Fat Joe's logic. Yesterday's prices are not today's prices. Right. Exactly. I could see that through what you're doing because you are creating original content. I I I seen a a recent article from The Onion. I don't know they make humor of news, but they couldn't be so far off. They were right. I mean, oh for original. (laughs) They were making fun of. And like, yeah, it's not making fun of, but that is the real thing nowadays. Exactly. Yeah. So, where wh- where do we see Monarch going? So I'm gonna fit. So I've so far I've done two issues of my comic book Beowulf, which one of the stars of Beowulf is coming to say hi. This is my hey, look here, so, so, ba- so this is my cat Mooney, and he's one of the stars. Okay, you gotta you gotta get away from the. I want to show up on camera a little bit, Mooney. Don't don't hog the spotlight. <laughs> so, He's a cutie. Look at him. Right. So so Mooney is one of the stars of my comic book Beowulf. I've done two issues. So after Memoirs of the Morbid comes out, I'm going to start working on issue three of Beowulf, and hopefully that's going to be done a little bit after Christmas. And so that's a six issue storyline. So I'm definitely going to at least finish the six-issue storyline, and then we'll start thinking about a sequel to Memoirs of the Morbid. Gotcha, bro. So the, the, the joint is live right now, right? Memoirs of the Morbid. Right. How many days we got and how funded is it? I mean, you know what? So right now, we're a little bit before the halfway point. I think it's going to be a close one, I'm going to be honest with you. Really? Is this your first time doing a Kickstarter, though? No, I did the first two issues of Beowulf as well. And how did that go? It went great. 
So those were your first two experiences with crowdfunding. Is there anything you learned that you could share with with any new creators trying to maybe, you know, do a quick start nowadays? Um, Just social media is your friend. (laughs) Uh, Try to meet people on social media and befriend people who seem to have similar taste in comic books as you. And, you know, be constantly pitching that comic book to them. Um, I think that's my best advice other than just, I talk to a lot of people who have a million excuses why they can't do it. I hate those people, man. And I mean, I mean, I don't mean to hate in the fact, but it's like, stop making excuses and just do meaning, you know, it's like, don't make the story, just make it happen, folks. It's not hard. You know, just put yourselves out there. Like, like even Grant has done. I mean, he's put himself out there. Awesome projects. This is his third project, right? Third. So my advice to those people would be just get out there and do it. Just like the shoe commercial said. You remember yeah, Nike, used to say, Nike, just do it, just do it. Yeah. N- Nike may be talking some shit sometimes, but, you know, that one statement is the absolute truth in all of life. It's just do it. Stop questioning yourself. Stop doubting yourself. Please exactly. believe in yourself. Just like Grant is doing. He's putting himself out there, sharing his creativity and his stories. You know, so what's up with the current Kickstarter? We're, we're, we're at, 20, at 42%. How many more days we got? We got 19 days. It's definitely doable. And very uh, doable. But I'm going to have very. to... I'm gonna have to keep pushing if it's gonna it's gonna happen. I definitely can't sit back and relax and well people already gonna already see your cat lover. Your kitty's so cute. Look at him, all white. Look yeah, at him. Uh, I have a kitty too. Her name is Autumn. She's currently in heat and she actually shares the comic crusaders colors. <laughs> Which was just a coincidence we've, when I fell yeah, in love with her. I, we've had cats in heat before. Uh yeah, it can yeah, she's very loud. Let me tell yeah. you, and you know we're gonna put her through her fix or whatever. But uh, as of right now, God damn, is she loud? Jesus Christ, <laughs> yo! And listen, you know, I, I I bet you most human males wish it was that easy to mate. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Unfortunately, human women aren't that easy to. No, no, they're not in heat in that way, and it's not that obvious, my fellows. All right, <laughs> so you better be good, goddamn boys. All right, especially this is the comic who this podcast. We don't want to have no no bad boys on here. We want some good boys that listen and respect that, and it's just as geeky as us and loving the culture like we do. You know what I mean? Exactly. So before you go, tell me a little bit about why you joined the multiverse too, man. Seeing that you're a partner in that. What was what was what was the uh, key points that interested you in that like particular said, it, endeavor? It seems like a good way to get your comic book out there, uh, and like I said, it, it's nice to get in on the ground floor before Agreed. it takes off. You know, yeah, I, I hear you, there, man. And being in the forefront of any type of technology or something new that could help push us to be even bigger than we are, I'm with that always and every day. So shout out to Dion, but you know, more important though, shout out to you though. So are uh, are you at Monarch Publishing? Maybe looking for any new creators to add more uh, content to your stable of books? What's up? I mean, possibly. I mean, so far I've only done my books, but okay. um, 
I don't know. Yeah, who knows what the future will, will bring. So what if somebody wants to say, hey, I have a story that could fit within the narrative of your universe. Where, they could, where could they hit so, you up at it? So you're saying if somebody had an idea that tied in with Beowulf. Yeah, let's talk about that because what? listen, it's going to no, happen. Sure. You know us comic book nerds, we read a book and then we have our own ideas. But, you know, because this is independent, unlike the big two, I think that you are much more accessible than anyone else, you know. Well, what, so, would, be, you know, what would be really fun is if somebody had an idea for a crossover. Yeah, but folks, you hear this? So if they wanted to pitch you an idea for a crossover, where they got to go? Is it just a website? Do you have an email? Do you have, have a preferred social platform? What's up? I have an email on monarchpublishing.net. So, yeah, just go to my website. Right go there, monarchpublishing.net. Yeah. Or you can, look, you can look me up on any of the... Uh, Yo, bro, I, I, I can't stop smiling and laughing because you right now you have this whole Mr. Evil look. Just you petting your kitty <laughs> to talk to me. <laughs> That's funny, yeah. I look like a James Bond villain. You know, you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, bro, you go here, you go here as you pet your kitty. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> You're awesome, kiddo. I love the energy you got. I love that, that you have creativity. It's like, why did you even get into all this? It's like, what what inspired you so much to want to do something and be an entrepreneur? Well, I always wanted to be a comic book creator. And after high school, I got talked out of it because people told me, you know, there's no money in that. Fuck right. those high school people, you Bastards, you have no idea what you were talking about. He would have been rich already. Exactly. I mean, as as happy as I am with where things have gone, I always think to myself, man, what if I had started doing this? Like, how much bigger would my following be by now? I get you. You know, listen, those are the same questions I ask myself every day as a fellow entrepreneur. But the fact that is that you have people that support you, believe in you. You you know what? You're already ahead. Right. And now you have another fan. Here, Comic Crusaders, the whole family. It's a wrap. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, I can't wait to see what else you do. So, my last question for you, my brother, is that if you could have, you know, anything within the Monarch Publishing family become something that is on TV, would you prefer it be live or animated? Oh, that's an interesting question. <laughs> um, I mean, I can see both. I mean, like I said, with but Bay- you gotta have a preference. I need to know: Do you have a preference with Beowulf? They would there would have to be a lot of CGI. Okay, so maybe it might be better to do that animated. And I always thought um, Mooney should be voiced by the guy who did who played Gandalf. Uh, hey, nice, oh. yes. I always thought that he should be voiced by Ian McKellen. Because he has that big, booming British voice, gotcha. which is what I think Mooney should sound like. And with a name like Mooney, I know that is so British. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I love it, kid. And look at this cat. You have such white hair. My God, so beautiful. He has a All little right. patchy gray on his forehead, but other than so, that... So what, what, um, what type of cat is that? Because mine is a calico. Um... Honestly, I don't know. We just got him. He was uh, he was a rescue cat. We got him. A rescue, good for you. Look at you. That's awesome. Yeah, his his owner died. Oh. And 
his older was an old, his owner was an older lady, and she died. Uh-huh. And she didn't have anybody to come take care of Mooney, so we can't. We swooped him in and got him. And, and and I could see like yo, my cat would never stay that long on me. No, she is like in a world of her own. Like, all right, I love you, but I'm out within like two minutes. Well, how old is she? Uh, wow, good question. So, human wise, she's about uh, shit, she's two and a half. Okay, so as she gets older, she might settle down a little bit. I mean, she loves us. Like, when it comes to my daughter. Uh, All she wants is my daughter's hugs. I guess because, and the way I tell my wife, I think that because she's more of her age right now. (laughs) Maybe. I mean, that's why they connect. They have that very same youthful age right now. You know? But but she loves daddy too, you know, or grandpa, because that's my daughter's cat. So I'm grandpa, apparently. Are you a grandpa? Do you have kids? Or or Uh, is that your daughter? (laughs) I I mean, your son. I have two stepkids, uh, okay. stepson and the stepdaughter. So, yeah. Are uh, they into the culture? A little bit. They're more into the movies and the video games than the comic books. Well, no worries. So you got to just keep teaching them. And because as comic book movies keep getting popular, they're going to know, want to ask, like, where did this come from? And that's where Papa exactly. Grant is going to step in, like, kiddos, let me educate you now. <laughs> you buy comic books for your daughter? Oh, yeah, yo, I buy her the Sonic stuff. I bought all the Mega Man stuff because um, she got acclimated into comic books via video games. Uh, okay? okay. So even though she's like a 2001 baby, that's when she was born. Like, yo, her shit is motherfucking Sonic. You understand me? Sonic is her everything. So like- I I got her every game. I've got her all the comics from my DW. I got her half the collection from Archie. Already, did she like, gotta, mm-hmm. like Go the ahead. movie, the the movie that just came? Oh, out. she loved it as a fan. She's any any representation of a Sonic she loves, and like she even gave me one of her only duplicate Sonics. <laughs> Look at this homie, the nineties one. Yeah, I think. I think you're right. I think the TV shows and the movies and stuff are the way to get them into the comedy. Yeah, it, it is. When we want to get our kids into it, that is the only, only way to get them into what we appreciate. We got to show yeah. them the other avenue. And, you know, again, I showed her through the uh, old school Sonic cartoon. Because she loved the game. So I used to put on the, because I still have, a, I had an old school Sega. Here, mommy, let me teach you how to play. And then she played Kick My Ass. She fell in love with the character. I started getting another Archie books. And then, you know, Archie lost the license. IDW thankfully picked it up. Got on that. Got on Mega Man. And let me tell you that right now, folks, you know, not because she's my daughter, but she is the future of design. Like, this uh, female, wonderful, beautifully beautiful female, That not because my daughter has, like, this design capability that's just out of this world. She's, you know, she's learning from Fusei University and like, wow, like I'm floored. I'm like, damn, baby, I wish I was, I wish I was as creative as her. You know what I mean? I'm Al Mega, the man with the brain, but I can't draw for shit. Like even for her mama, for her birthday one day, she drew uh, an image of her mama uh, based off a, a picture 
and I mean freehand, oh my effing god, the likeness to the picture. That's you awesome. Know. So you know, it's like folks for real. If you have kids that are into this, just yo, know, just celebrate them and push them and encourage them. It's a beautiful thing to see this creativity. I mean, we're gonna have people like you know Grant come out of this. I mean, look at you. Like, who inspired you, Grant, within your family? What, know, was there any inspiration within the family, or was this you something you did there's, on your own? There's nobody in my family interested in art at all. Wow, I was, really? I completely you. broke the mold for my for my family. I love to hear that that you like you you stepped out of the uh, normal grain, if you will. Yeah, thanks. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what. I don't. I mean, I know what inspired me as a kid. I mean, I guess my parents inspired me in that. You know, I saw the fact that my dad worked in a cubicle, and I was like, okay, I don't want to do that. Yeah, I hear but, you, and I hope my daughter sees that when she sees me complain. Like, this is not, this is not life. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I love it, brother. So, when does this Kickstart, uh, Kickstarter end, so that way people are getting into the know? It ends Halloween, Halloween night. Halloween night. So, right now, we're looking at 4,000, right? We we are at sixteen sixty one, sixty backers, nineteen days to go. We're, we're we're almost at that halfway mark, folks. And based on how many days we go, we're also at least underneath the halfway mark for the month. Right. So it seems that we're on par. But folks, you got to elevate this shit. This, this this is what comics is. This is what we need to see. This is what people want. But like I, the day, I love good. it. Like I always tell people, the the minimum is just to break even. So we yeah, want I mean, it to go above. It. We want it to look go above the minimum. And look at this awesome art. <laughs> so fifties right here, bro. Holy yeah, shit! Sure. I'm digging it. His name is Claudio, and yeah, he's very. He's definitely fifties inspired. Oh, look at this artwork, bro. Look at that. So, folks, you better you, you you need to guys get involved in this. This is comic books. This is the best of indie. I mean, look at this gorgeous art. So, is the book uh black and white as well? Yeah, it's all black and white. Yeah, right up my alley, bro. You're like you're speaking to to uh, a converted person right now. The trench coat killer, and I just got a trench coat. I, I hope you're not talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Look at this beautiful art, folks. I mean, look at that. That's not the Aya Fondero, motherfucker. That's the higher aura, all right? The narrator <laughs> right there. I mean, look how gorgeous his covers are with a very old-school look, old-school feel. This is what I feel is missing in comics, to have all these different types of stories. And yeah, and look at this. You have an old-school narrative. I love how the sidebar looks with, this, with the uh, circles. You know what I mean? Yep, just like the old 1940s comics. And there's stretch goals, folks. So you got to make sure that Grant reaches these. There's a lot of things here. It's horror. It's comics. It's fun. Um, I'm all for it. You know, not just because he's a multiverse partner and friend, but he's actually creating something that will take you out of this world for a moment. Because if we don't have that, then what comics are good for, right? That's exactly what comics are you know, yeah, because at the end of the day, I, I don't want to read the news of a comic book. What I want to read out of a comic book is like you took me to another goddamn world and I forgot 
my existence. <laughs> and I see this in this amazing project that you're doing, Grant. And thank you for doing that. Thank you for being inspired to do something so fun with you know, memoirs of the morbid. I mean, how fucking sick does that sound? <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm there. And bro, what are you going to be following? Don't tell me you're going to be a jack-o'-lantern. Oh, for Halloween? Yeah. Probably I'm going to... Uh, I have a costume, a knight in shining armor costume that I bought for uh, to promote <laughs> Beowulf. So I think I might wear that for... for- hey, there we go, bro. We're going to get uh, knowing Knight Grant really soon. It's going to be fun. Maybe that'll be a comic book, depending what happens on that Halloween night. <laughs> and PA. PA is the crazy place, folks. Come on now. What are so, you? What are you doing for Halloween? Me, may, maybe. Uh, my my wife is dying to do the. We already did it once, but she wants to do it closer to Halloween, which is the uh, Universal Horror Nights. Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah, it's fun. So we're gonna do that. You know, more towards closer to the Halloween. And thanks to uh, cosplay.com, I got a, a cool costume. I'm gonna be trenched out. Looking some like like some horrified anime character. I'll, I'll fix it myself. I'll let my daughter give me a makeup. Maybe I could be a dead anime guy in the trench. Who knows? Uh, maybe I, I, maybe I could be the dead flasher, and I'm missing my cock. Who knows? <laughs> you know what I mean? Horror nowadays, right? Well, I mean that now, would be. Yeah, listen. W- wouldn't that be a cool horror movie? Here's a flasher. He flashes you, but he has nothing to show. <laughs> yeah, I guess that would be kind of scary, right? Yeah, it's scary, freaky, and who knows who might be into it, you dirty bastards, you. <laughs> I love it. Yo, Grant, you've been an awesome guest, bro. I love talking comics with you, talking some horror, talking some monarch, man, as a fellow multiverse member. I wish you nothing but success in the platform, bro, because I can see that what you're doing, and I can see how people are going to be buying up all these licenses on multiverse. Uh, so let's get that going. Folks, my outro tells you everything you need to do, all right? So with that, Give a shout out to Grant. Let me show it one last time before we go. Yo, please, if you want to uh, know everything about what Grant is doing, go to monarchpublishing.net. All right. And yeah. please check out that new Kickstarter Memoirs of the Morbid. I love that name. That sounds so sick, bro. Thanks. Memoirs of the Morbid. Ah. All right, folks. <laughs> Let me stop fucking around. Thank you for tuning into a new comic city podcast. And with that, I'm out. Much love, folks. Love you. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Comic Crusaders podcast. If you like the content, please subscribe and turn on notifications. Also, please visit ComicCrusaders.com and our extended podcast family over at UndercoverCapes.com. And also, make sure to download the Comic Crusaders app on the Google Play Store today.